paper that's driving me crazy. But we'll just see what happens. We're just going to go and see what the deal is. We should be good. Twitter, how about let me know? I, I think... I think we are live here finally. I don't know what's going on with the internet connection in my in my, uh, my place here, but Georgia uh, really beats up South Carolina, a uh, forty-one to seventeen beating. In many ways, it was worse than that. Uh, to be honest, uh, there were there were uh, there were some moments in that game where it could have gotten really out of hand. There were moments in that game where Georgia could have nearly let South Carolina come back into the game, which would have been. A major problem too and then that was in the second quarter kind of I mean when you got a chance to end games you got to end them and uh, for Georgia nah, I mean I, there, there's not much to complain about when you go on the road and beat a ranked team but you know in this case Georgia could have played a little better at moments in the second quarter but other than that there just wasn't much to complain about I mean, that's as thorough a beating as I have seen Georgia put on South Carolina in some time now. Let me plug this up here. Maybe that'll help us out a little bit. I mean, I've, I've gone to this game every year since 1993, with the exception of one game. And um, you know, as the as everyone wrote after the game, this was a um, a thorough beating, and Georgia hadn't scored like that in Williams Bryce since the 70s, since the early 70s. So I've you know, I didn't really, I didn't really pay attention to this series um, in um, in my youth. No, why would you? You know, it wasn't a conference game or anything like that. But um, obviously, as soon as I went to college in South Carolina, and, I, and then being in the league, the game took on a lot more importance to uh, to me and to you know just Georgia in general. I can't get anything right tonight. Sometimes nights are very challenging. These things happen, but I want to be able to make sure that everything is going fine on the Twitter, the Twitterverse. And uh, there's nothing like technology giving you trouble so that you can't tell what's going on, which is awesome. <laughs> but uh, I bet South Carolina felt like that at times yesterday. Um, it just wasn't. It wasn't the game they wanted to play. I think they wanted to play fast enough so that they could um, so that they could kind of run and do what they wanted to do on the ground, at least be functional on the ground. But they were not. And and really, what happened was at the beginning of the game, um, South Carolina. The turnover was tough, um, and in fact, that is the Big South play of the game is something that uh, those uh, the members on Dog Post voted. They thought that DeAndre Baker slash Juwan Taylor's interception fumble return for a touchdown was the play of the game. I have to say, in Columbia, obviously having covered Georgia and Carolina in that stadium since 2002, that was really probably as close to a major um, sort of catastrophe that South Carolina, I haven't seen that many catastrophes like that at the start of a game for South Carolina, and it just took them completely out of it. I'm not sure how many times I've seen South Carolina just sort of go completely silent uh, at any time um, in a game. Maybe 20 to 16 when Georgia won that game uh, late with a uh, David Green to Reggie Brown touchdown. 
But other than that, um, that took the that completely took everything out of it for South Carolina, and they just couldn't from that point forward um, do what they wanted to do. And really, they were having a hard time no matter what anyway. But um, DeAndre really played well. He he was. He lived up to the challenge. He was certainly playing one of the better, if not best, receivers in college football. And when you have connections to South Carolina like I do and know as many people in and around the community, they really were very hopeful that Debo Samuel would help them um, this season get to where they wanted to go. And, and truthfully, where they want to be, I think, is more competitive with the Georgias of the world. Right now, them winning the East it's just so hard to see that really happening. And, and, and yesterday will be a tough thing for Carolina to, to get through because now, you know, their, their path to the East involves Georgia completely collapsing and them playing well the entire time. I, I just don't think that they're going to be able to pull it off personally. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't see it. I don't think a lot of people see it, but, um, you know, who knows? I'm going to move this real quick. You're not even going to really be able to tell what I just did. I'm giving the computer a little bit more air. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those games, just globally for the entire league, uh, yesterday was an interesting day to be sure. I mean, I think that the, the, the Florida result, not just the way the Gators played, the Florida result was, I don't know if it was shocking, but three decades later, for Kentucky to finally win that game um, was, you know, it it, 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 there is no margin of error for of error for the Gators now at all in any way. And and you know, by the second by the second week of the season, you kind of know in college football who is legit and who is not. And right now, I think we can t- say for sure there are two very legit teams. And I say a little bit of ignorance here with Ohio State. But definitely Alabama, definitely Georgia. To me, Alabama looks like the better team. We're in September. We're in early September. Let's just see what happens as time goes on. Georgia has some issues, maybe at linebacker. Um, I don't think they have many issues on the offensive line. I think Alabama and Georgia, to me, for the teams I've watched, and I do not include Ohio State in that, although I will watch them this weekend, or I may watch them during the week. I've seen everybody else play uh, in the league. I've seen most of the ACC's higher-level teams. There are two. Um, I've seen uh, Stanford and SC. I think Alabama and Georgia are the best two teams in the country. I think Clemson's probably right after that. I, I'm an incomplete on Ohio State. I don't really know enough about them because I've not watched them. But right now, it's not hard to see why everyone has Georgia and Alabama in the playoff. Georgia could lose to LSU. Georgia could lose to Auburn. Uh, I'm, I just am finding it hard to believe <clears throat> that they can lose to the Gators now. I think I think Missouri is a little bit of a weird game. You better watch it, but they can't run effectively, so that's a problem too. Um, Clemson really saved themselves. Part of being a champion is escaping yourself sometimes, and you have. I, I'm, I'm. I mean, I think Clemson's got to be completely given credit for doing that yesterday, but it was it was not what you want. They've got issues at quarterback. They they don't have options. They have issues. 
their defense gave up 500 yards. They stopped the run for sure, but I would be curious to watch Clemson play Georgia, Alabama, maybe Wisconsin, to see how that front would really deal with four quarters of that. Yesterday with Georgia, I knew that Carolina would get worn out. It was just a matter of time. And once you give someone a four to give, once someone has a 14 point lead on you, you've got problems. I don't care who you are. I think Carolina virtually handed over three points. Uh, Georgia earned 10 points that Carolina had coming from turnovers. One was a, you know, what, what Juwan and uh, D bake did, but, um, you cannot give teams like Georgia the ability to stretch a game to a 10-point lead heading into a halftime. That's a, that's a, that was a huge mistake. That really cost Carolina. That that probably didn't end the game, but it came close. And um, it's just one of those things, man. I mean, you, you need to lock it down when you're not the better team. You need to have momentum. You need to do all sorts of different things. And um, it just... It just was not there for South Carolina yesterday. They ran into a team that was much better than they were. And that's just all there was to it. Let's listen to what Kirby had to say uh, about the heat, etc. And uh, I'll be right back after Kirby talks about this. We preached it all week. You know, we didn't say it publicly, but we certainly felt like the hotter it was, the better off we'd be. I mean, we don't worry about what other people say. We worry about what we do. But we practice at 3.30. Every day, 4 o'clock, it's hot. And we don't run from it. We work out in the summer, it's hot. So the hotter it is, the deeper we are, the more guys we can play, we think it takes its toll on those teams. So that was, uh, should have been a better transition. I apologize there. It, it was one of those things, Georgia really felt comfortable with the heat. I mean, they... They are. They believe that they are not a one-person team. They believe that they are a multi-level team that has playmakers everywhere. Now, I, I would argue that there are some spots where they don't have as good of playmakers as others, um, but the the collection of guys. There's not going to be any one person who uh, hurt uh, who who you got to have on the field. I mean, you saw that yesterday with. Cade Mays getting repla- uh, replacing Andrew Thomas when Andrew got hurt. I'll be frank. I don't know if I was inside or or what. I didn't catch that Andrew was not in there. I know he got. I knew that he got hurt, but like after a while, you looked around and I did not realize Cade Mays had taken that many snaps. But he was basically there the whole time. Um, but this really was a matter of getting to the second half, and then you can hear me ask a question to uh, DeAndre Swift right here. What happened at halftime? And he said it was all about physicality. Did you know that y'all would come out like that in the second half? Was that something you anticipated? Yeah, I mean, it, our two-minute drive going in before halftime was real big for us. Uh, Rod putting push on the board was real big. Nobody was getting the ball back. So just coming out physical and just going down that first drive and scoring was big for us. Was physicality the name of the game in the, in the halftime locker room? or was it? Most definitely, most definitely. Um, especially with our depth that we have on this team, just getting out there and physicality. Did you know that y'all would come out like that? Yeah, I mean, look, it... it that was what happened. They 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 had a plan, Georgia. Their plan was to get to the second half and do what they did. They ripped off, I think it was 21 straight points. And that's, you know, in banking, you want relationships with people like Bank South. You know, they've got great mortgages, they've got CDs, they've got deposits. You want you want to have a plan 
for things. Well, Georgia's plan in the second half was to come out and just roll through South Carolina. Guy after guy, wave after wave. You know, and guys like DeAndre, ba- DeAndre Walker, who had a good game, were really good. But they weren't so spectacular that you, you know, that you... <laughs> There's just so many different plays from different guys. I mean, DeAndre Baker really had a very good game defensively. He was the best player defensively. But I asked Dog Post members today, if you're not a member of Dog Post, why are you not a member of Dog Post? Why don't you try Dog Post better yet? It's a dollar for a month. Dogpost.com, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T.com. You're watching on YouTube. Thousands of y'all watch these. I don't know why you don't give Dog Post a chance. You get more in-depth coverage than just these 30-minute shows that Bank South is letting us put on. You've got to go try out the site. It's it's well worth your money, your dollar, okay, for the first 30 days. But anyway, we I, I asked members, hey, you know, who do you think played best of the 100 or whatever? Maybe it was about 50 people who voted in the last 24 hours, but they, they said they thought <clears throat> it was actually a little bit close, but they, they thought it was this guy. They thought it was Mikko Hardman. They thought he played better than DeAndre Baker. Although I think it was a pretty tight competition between the two is, is probably about 60, 40 Mikko. A couple of people thought the offensive line deserved to uh, be the player players, whatever you want to call it of the game. Um, but Mikko, you know, you just, I've got a lot of friends, that are South Carolina people, and they were disappointed in the angles that were taken. Um, but the problem, and that's true, but on, on top of that, it did seem to me like Georgia said, okay, we have the fastest guy out here. We're and Well, I don't even know if Mikko's the fastest guy for Georgia. It could, could be D-Rob. You know, I don't know. But they just basically said, hey, we're going to throw it out to this guy, and we're, we're just going to run right past you. That was the plan. <clears throat> it was pretty effective. And, um, I mean, look at this picture right here. That's, that's my image right there. That, that just sums it up. We just ran, ran ran right past you. And he wasn't even actually in his face right there. But they had just scored. <clears throat> and uh, Mikal could just take off like that. I mean, Terry's fast too. But, you know, Gary Danielson was saying during the, 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 the program on CBS that um, Georgia has some very serious speed. Uh, on the outside. You got that right, Gary. I mean, they are legit on the outside. They have serious speed on the outside. It makes you, I mean, I'm not sure who in the league is going, I mean, Alabama, uh, LSU and Auburn, but they don't have speed like this, LSU and Auburn. Florida, uh, you know, maybe their DBs, I don't know, but they're not going to be able to do the this team is just so much different than those in the past because they are so thoroughly solid everywhere. I'm not sure that they're spectacular anywhere. I mean, I think Jake Fromm yesterday was good, not great. And then you looked at the stat line, it was like 14 of 18 or whatever it was. And it was, I think it was 14 of 18. You know, he said after the game, he would never make the mistake again of throwing that ball. Yeah, you will. I mean, it was just a bad throw. It was a bad decision. You know, off your back foot with a guy in your face, that was just not good. But you will make that mistake again because you're a quarterback and you're a guy who throws the ball. Take away that one play. It's solid. I mean, again, it's just steady, solid. I thought it was better. It looked better last week, but it, it doesn't matter. I think he's got like four in. I know it's got more than I think he's got like six incompletions this year. They're going to get the ball out of the hands of the quarterbacks 
and get it in the hands of these guys. You're looking at Elijah. You're looking at, you know, Ridley and and Mecole and you know I can keep going. <laughs> I mean, Tyler, Ty, you know, a lot of times Kirby, it's it is a bunch of coach speak. There's no doubt. But when you look out there and some receiver has gotten his ass whipped on the outside, that's enough to break it for DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift doesn't need a lot. And when DeAndre's only going to get 12 carries in a game, that means that he can go really hard for 12 times. Uh, He can be a major threat. And when Tyler Simmons or Jason Stanley or some other big old guy, well, Tyler Simmons is not very big, but is out there whipping somebody on the outside, it only takes three plays to get up 21 to nothing. And yet, yesterday you saw that. You're like You're sitting there going, when is South Carolina going to break? When is South Carolina going to break? When is this going to happen? And then you just turn around and it happened. And the game's over. That's what's going to happen with a lot of these games. To me, like having covered Georgia, this is my 18th year covering Georgia, these games, there's no curiosity factor other than when is the other team going to have so many issues that they cannot deal with what is going on. South Carolina wanted to do that to Georgia. They did. But um, they didn't have the ability to do that because they don't have the waves of guys. Did I did I mention that Miko was the Bank South player of the game? I, I'm not sure that I actually mentioned it. He is the, uh, the Bank South player of the game. First performance against South Carolina. And, uh, you know, Georgia will come back home this week. We will have you covered there as well. Look, this is we're going to talk about this Tuesday night, too. These are the Bank South keys to the game. For me, <laughs> you're just going to. It's, it's like when you get your new house, man. You know, Bank South's going to help you get that new house with a mortgage. You get the keys to the game, you get the keys to that new house, you just open it up. You're ready to party for Georgia. They're just going to run onto the field on Saturday. They are a 29-point favorite, 32, whatever it is. I think it's 32. The keys to the game from Bank South, run onto the field, no injuries, get ready for what is going to likely be the longest trip of the season. I mean, even if Georgia – well, the only other way that they've got a longer one is if they play in the national championship game because I think both of the uh, playoff – uh, bowl games are closer than Missouri. Let me tell you, it is as um, quite a disaster for the Dog Post crew. Missouri is a challenging trip for us. So I think this week with Middle Tennessee, get onto the field, get in, get out. I'd like to see a fair amount of Justin Fields in the second quarter, maybe uh, a little bit of Jake Fromm in the third, and that's it. Jake, uh, Jake. Look, he's a really he's a solid quarterback. He certainly knows what he's doing, and quarterbacks are going to make mistake uh, mistakes. That's what happened. Here's the other pertinent information for the Middle Tennessee State game, uh, which is uh, the game is at now it's at seven fifteen. Okay, and, the, and it looks like if you read on Dog Post earlier today, the weather report is uh, we're getting a break mainly because it's at night. By the end of this game, which none of y'all will be at, except I will be there. Um, at the end of this game, we're going to be in the, the mid-70s, uh, and, and we're probably done with the real bad heat. Maybe the Tennessee game will be bad, and obviously in Jacksonville, you're going to have some heat in Jacksonville as well, but we are, and, and the hurricane is something to watch, Hurricane Florence. Um, that's, an, that's something to 
pay attention to for sure. Um, I don't think that it's going to affect this game. I'm not a meteorologist, but um, it seems like it's far enough off the coast and going towards the Mid-Atlantic more than the Carolinas, um, but maybe North Carolina. And Athens is so far inland. I just kind of doubt that this will turn out to be something that affects it. Right now, Google is calling for um, a relatively clear weather day. So go check out the first and second quarter, then head back to Hey Hira or Atlanta or wherever. You know we're going to have you covered on Dog Post. Uh, that's for sure. That was a big game. I mean, you you can't. And as I wrote during the week, and I'm not one of these guys who says I told you so because when you get it wrong, you don't want that rubbed in your face. But I didn't think that this was going to be a massive test for Georgia. It turned out that it was not. But they are going to get challenged at some stage this season. We just don't know when. It was not in Columbia. And if you're reading Dylan's practice reports, by the way, those are um, made possible through the folks at Bank South. If you're reading the Dog Post practice reports brought to you by Bank South, they are, you know, Dylan. What he's pointing out is when these team, when the team is calm and quiet, and there's not a lot of false noise, um, they play well. So we'll see if that continues moving forward. They will probably be all over the kids this week uh, in a major way because Middle Tennessee is not going to catch their attention. But they really have become a very well-coached team. I mean, maybe they've always been a well-coached team. Um, we're, are we 40 games? No, we're 30, what, 33 games into Kirby now, 15 and uh, 31 games into Kirby. And you can tell that they know what they're doing. You can tell. I mean, like, DeAndre was a little jacked up. And I do think, I, I, I was really happy to hear what Kirby said after the game, specifically as, an, as a former low-level college athlete, disrespect is a tricky thing. You want to be real careful about the disrespect, um, the use of disrespect as a motivational tool, particularly when you're the number three team in the country. Um, you, you, can, you can do that, but disrespect is not going to help you. For me, it's not going to help me sell subscriptions for DeAndre Baker, etc., motivating being motivated it only lasts so long on the field you can use that in practice i guess but you really have to execute if you go out and execute uh you can't use false juice to me and maybe the kids felt like it was something that they really were disrespected i'm, I'm trying to i think maybe the only guy that was halfway disrespected was deandre baker but it's not going to help you place your hand properly on the other guy. You need to be focused. You don't need to be worried about, you know, as a potential first-round draft pick for DeAndre and uh, Georgia as the number three team in the country. Nobody's disrespecting y'all. They really aren't. And um, it, that's a tricky thing because are you disrespecting Middle Tennessee? Because what I've just said totally disrespects them. Are they going to use that as bulletin board material? I don't care because I don't think it's a real thing. I mean, I don't think that disres disrespect is a real tricky thing in, in college sports. Yeah, I would not 
get too attached to that. I would be all about respecting the process of going through the week of practice. If you do that, everything will take care of itself. There's just not there's just not much to worry about when these. I I, I don't think I'm not a guy who gets overly like you know curbied out, but they, they're not. He's not going to let these guys get sideways. He's not because uh, he knows what he's doing. He clearly knows what he's doing. He, he's been a very good hire. Um, and he, he uses the platform that is his that are his three uh, weekly meetings with the media once after the game, once on Monday, and once on Tuesday, and I guess maybe on the Wednesday teleconference. He uses it as a tool um, to to get his message out in a, in a different way. So long as he doesn't go the the route of Maria of uh, Nick Saban with Maria Taylor, I think we're going to be fine. We're all humans. I mean, I don't. We don't need to be like yelled at for no reason. <laughs> I, I don't need to be. I know that I'm an adult. I, I I didn't think what Nick did was I didn't think what Nick did was appropriate, but I also didn't think it was so bad that it had to explode. I think what he did was the right thing. Call Maria, say, "Hey, that's on me. My bad. Let's move forward. That's it." I I think that was fine too. But Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. I mean, Clemson's not got anybody for a while. Let me let me you know. We've hit a week here. We've hit basically seven days where you as a football consumer or a person who's passionate about Georgia, I would encourage you to, to, to watch as many games as you can on Saturday before Georgia kicks. There's a lot of games. Um, there's not a lot of great games, but you can watch and see and you can you don't have to be you don't have to be in the industry to or a coach to see if someone looks good or not. But do the, the <laughs> Are there offensive and defensive lines performing? Is there a push? Is there not a push? Um, those are the things I'd watch. And I would carefully watch, if you can, Ohio State and TCU while, um, you know, or monitor it. That's an important game. And then another kind of weird one, there are two, there are, there are two other national games. Obviously, LSU-Auburn. Auburn is a 10-point favorite at home. That is a significant line. I think, I mean, I got Auburn covering that line. I got Auburn winning. But it is interesting to see that line be so high. And then finally, uh, the the other ranked matchup is Boise State at Oklahoma State. Two, you talk about disrespected, two teams and programs that for years have been trying to get to the highest echelon. And um, it's been tough. It's been tough out there for them. And they both have had solid programs at times. But they don't have the name brand that Georgia, Florida, whoever do. So they got to go anywhere and everywhere. That's that's become a very big game, Oklahoma State and Boise. That will be um, that will be an important game as it relates to Boise probably. Not sure it will be important for Ohio, um, Oklahoma State, but some some interesting ones. Three big ones this week, Ohio State at TCU, uh, Boise and um, Oklahoma State, and then obviously a conference matchup with Auburn, uh, Auburn LSU. The loser of Auburn LSU is not out of it at all, but can't kind of goof around. For me, we'll be here Tuesday night. If you've not gone to Dog Post and signed up, of the hundreds of people that are watching right now and thousands that will watch in the next 24 hours, if you've not gone and checked out Dog Post, you really should. And if you're listening on iTunes, it's cool. 
go check out Dog Post when you get done listening. D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T.com. I would encourage you to visit our friends at Bank South. If you've not seen their Easy Mortgage app, you should check that out. It is pretty amazing uh, what you can do with a cell phone, thanks to Bell, uh, Bank South. Uh, I expect Georgia to roll. We will be here on Tuesday night to talk about it further. Georgia, Middle Tennessee, 715 uh, on Saturday night in Athens. Uh, I'm looking forward to nighttime game. Well, only so the weather's not so bad. Dean Leggy signing off. <laughs>